Okay, so tell me. Oh, wait, we're live? Yes, oh, we're live. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Hello, good evening, good night, good morning, and welcome to our 148th podcast. 148? Yes, when wow. I keep count, wow. but I know there are more than 148 episodes. Yes, you yes, you always clarify. We're aware. Yes, we are aware. Ooh, but sure. we're two, we're two, two podcasts away from a wonderful anniversary. What do you get for 150 years? I don't know. Everybody should send us presents. <laughs> yeah. I like legal tenders in the United States of America, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Pickets. To I, don't event, want, really. I don't want any of those soup on a rope that you got there since None you know, of that shit. 1512, okay? <laughs> Actually, I guess in, in celebration of our 150th, we can also give you gifts. I do have some things here. Yes, we can. And actually, I think in 150, oh, we might be in Paris. <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> and Roger is definitely giving us a gift, giving everybody a gift with his present. Oh, I mean, that's fine, shit. we can give out gifts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she sounds just like the parent she is. I, I, you, know, <laughs> you, you know, she sounds like one of those kids when the parents said, "Okay, no, sweetie, you won't get to keep all this. We got to give some to the neighbors." Oh, okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Okay, but, I, I have some. I, I have something for for a very small Nick Curios fan. Oh, well, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this physically small, Janina. Your boobs would not hang oh, here. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, before please stop, let me just introduce who we are. There oh, are people who have not who don't know who we are. And they want to know. There are. Well, Go ahead. Are people like that. That's weird. And it's a lovely weather. And Janina, you're really feeling yourself. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You need to, we need you down a couple notches. It's a couple okay. notches, okay? You're at a 12. Yes, sorry. We need you at an eight. Yeah, we need you at an eight right about now, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring it down a couple notches. Okay. So, welcome to One Party Podcast, yada, yada, yada. And I am with my two co-hostesses with the mostesses. I am nothing without these ladies. Okay. And you ladies survived um, Women History Month without any major mishap yes i mean like i guess we did too much of black history man so you know like well the trump has decided to ignore the ladies which is par for the course though right that is true that is true (laughs) so (laughs) we have andreen from solely tennis travels how are you girl i am doing well are you home (laughs) i am home in my Mm -hmm. pajamas having a good time ready to chat Yes, people, we are recording this at 11 o'clock on Eastern Standard Time, so it's bright and sunny. Janina is having way too much coffee, typically why she's always like, you know, bit Debbie Downers, because we're usually recording in the afternoon, so, <laughs> and she shouldn't have no more coffee. It's going to fuck up her sleep. <laughs> she's all chipper, but Andrine made the sacrifice and got up early. She was not being lazy, lounging in bed on a Saturday, so... Awesome for you, Andrine. You get the gold star this week. Thank you. And we didn't even start to do anything yet. I know. And Head talking about, you know, gold star who's up on a bright rocket star today, Janina. How are you, girl? From Good Ohio. morning. Woohoo! <laughs> she smells like the weather girl. <laughs> today is partly sunny. It's a little bit windy. You might want to grab a jacket. <laughs> but it's a beautiful spring day in Ohio. Oh, it's. I wouldn't say it's a beautiful spring day. You're not even here. 
In NYC, girl, nobody talks about far in Ohio. You haven't been outside yet today. Moi? Sweetie, I've already done the gym, okay? Look. Oh, okay, fine. They should have known better. Boys, Look. Listen, these gay boys take going to the gym like going to work. I mean, they do. It's true. But I wish I thing, could have know, that motivation. Clients complain. Clients don't want any trouble. <laughs> they don't want any love. And it's kind of hard getting up on that pole. You know what? <laughs> it's kind of hard getting up on that pole. Look. Y'all didn't know Reels was a dancer, did you? <laughs> We call it stripper, but hey, dancer, just the same. Yeah, that's right. I'm your private dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Almost second of the podcast. It's real here. Ladies, we've been away for like three weeks, I think it is. We don't miss ourselves when we're away because we talk all the time, but our fans miss us. So, you know, we really have to do better at this. I mean, we can't. We can't do any more better. This That's coming up. We're going to be back to back. This is That is this, true. This is we got, play, we huh? got Madrid. You see, this is, this is if Federer had stayed his ass off the clay, y- y'all wouldn't have seasoned until the French Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh. True story. All you Fed haters, just know that Fred is doing it for you people. Okay, that like Fred works America for us and he works America for everybody. Just oh, so funny. Yeah, so we got Madrid, then we got Rome, which is when we do um the top six for the yes, ladies. The ladies. Hey, ladies. The Bella Donuts. We talk about the ladies, our top six ladies. So for mm. all you people who are trying to be in the closet, being like, well, I don't check, I don't check out men's, here is your opportunity to check out the ladies, mm. which is I mean very... being an equal opportunity offender. We check I mean, out I'm here for it. Uh, you know how we you know how we <laughs> roll, right? You know, you know how I we know roll. you are because I know you saw Franny. In the stands. Oh my god! <laughs> that was it. I love it. She's all like salt and pepper gray and her little <laughs> cute jeans, and I'm like, look at you, Franny. Are you saying Franny is making an effort? No, or she's not making an effort. No, she I mean, just looks really good in regular clothes when someone's yeah. not trying to put her in a dress. <laughs> okay. She's allowed to do her own thing. She typically always looks good. True story. You know. <laughs> But Whenever when, she's in a dress, she looks like if she's wearing her mother's She looks so <laughs> incredibly uncomfortable. Except and for sad. that photo shoot that she did after she won um, Roland Garros. Yeah. Oh they gosh, I forgot that. That photo shoot was amazing. But you know what? It was very androgynous, her makeup was, in, yeah. in kind of... Um, very out there and you know so it wasn't traditional by any means and that's why it worked speaking of that's the only time she's ever looked good in a dress her seatmate was very lovely too i don't want to talk about her girlfriend girlfriend. (laughs) she was sitting next to fabio's wife her seatmate janina oh yeah yeah yeah. so can we just talk about real quick flavia's hair what the fuck did she do (laughs) listen I didn't even recognize her. She aged like, you know, I understand. I get it. You have a child and you're like, I need to do things that's going to make my life easier. And one of those things is cutting your hair. I did it. I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. And I cut my hair really, really, really short. Well, guess what? Short hair is not easier. It's actually more work because you got to get more haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. You got to do more to make it look pleasant on your she face. She totally got a mommy cut and it looks horrible. You I mean, mean the mommy cut looking like they cut it with a butter knife? Ooh. It just but looks bad. She aged herself 
what lot. Is the cut? Look, I think she's trying. I think she's trying to bring herself down several notches so she can be empowered. You know, listen, Fabio. her husband is beautiful. She <laughs> needs to try to look good next to him. I, that's oh not God. the point. I mean, like just having oh the trials and tribulation God. of dealing with Fa with Fabio. Fifties. She looks it. like shit, man. There's no but way anyway, around it. But speaking about speaking about comebacks, mm -hmm. guess who's back? Who? Janina, you're slipping up. Svetlana Kutnetseva. She is back. No, and, and it's and it's her favorite time. It's Clay. It's she when she could do some damage. I mean, I still don't trust her. <laughs> I mean, no one trusts her. But you mean you trust her more than Petra, which is always. I don't know. She's been away a long time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, maybe she'll she be. She looks good. She'll be right as rain come the hardcore season because she's still she has to defend that Washington title, right? Oh Remember shit! That? That's right. <laughs> Man, poor Petra. She's about to, or uh, Sveta. She's probably about to slide down. Well, she's probably, I don't know. She's probably playing with a protected ranking right now. Maybe. I'm sure she's at like 5,022 or something. Well, it's good to have her <laughs> well, back. no, she can't be below 5,750. Remember? <laughs> I was just being dramatic, real. Do you have to get I'm all technical saying, on me? I'm just saying that. I'm just giving you encouragement that she's at least ranked 750. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on. Let's get some results right. out here. So as we speak, Barcelona is going on. Barcelona, Stuttgart is going on, and um, Istanbul, and I believe Anning, but I don't care about that. In Istanbul, we're just gonna say Marketa von der Silva. Daniel, mm -hmm. your girl is in the final. She's gonna play Petra Magic. And since Osaka pulled out of the Stuttgart, that means Kontovic is in the finals yep. all the way. And Petra and Kiki Burton's the Kiki we don't like is <laughs> Kiki B. They are fighting it out in the third set. Oh, good. And in Budapest, we got Berrettini. Don't know who this Italian is. Oh, and Krajinovic okay. mm -hmm. is in the finals of Budapest. Mm -hmm. They beat um, Eber. Lost Eber. You know, Eber is like a minute man, but you know what? Okay. <laughs> what we got to do. He ain't need to be everlasting. Um, I just he ain't gonna worry about stamina. And right now, uh, Medvedev, one of these Russians, beat key in um, Barcelona. Yeah, and, uh, Rafa Nadal. And meanwhile, the wait, did they literally change the name? They actually did call it after him as he's still around. Girl, yes. Oh, I thought, you know what's so funny? Somebody said they they said um on Rafa's court, and I just thought they meant it metaphorically, but I completely no, 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 no. I think this is probably the third year, the second or the third year where it's been Pista Rafa Nadal. Uh, this is this is a, this is at least the second year. I'm absolutely sure of that. I mean, I guess I guess if Frederick can have an alley, he can have a court, but whew, that's weird. Isn't the French gonna unveil a statue? Um point, yeah, they said um this year. Was it this year? Mm, okay, tell me I have to take that down in the future, but I'm just saying. Stop mm. it. Stop it. Shoot your shot, people. Shoot your shot. You and better. right now, Rafa and Dominic team, speaking about Kiki Burton that we like. Oh, Dominic is up a break already. Up a break. Who's he playing? Rafa. Rafa Nadal. Whatever. I don't trust that shit. Girl, you know. One of them bastards. <laughs> I know. It'd be really nice if it was um, Dominic team versus Medvedev in the final. Yeah, that would be an interesting match to watch. It'd be nice. It'd be nice for the Spaniards. <laughs> oh my God! You but what I, you know, what was funny is that Medvedev is gonna drive Dominic so 
insane because you know Dominic tries to keep his cool and calm and collected on the court, and, uh, and Medvedev is all over the place. <laughs> I just want to see that dynamic. That's my. Favorite. I love when Dominic team gets flustered by the crowd when like <laughs> like the, it is so fun to watch. He tries so hard to ignore it, and then he just blows the fuck up, and he looks like a random random like, places, yeah, weird odd places. Like you didn't get mad about that, but now you're pissed about this, and he just looks like a child having a temper tantrum. I love that shit. I love it. That's my favorite thing about Medvedev, to be honest. He's like my creepy favorite second. Um, (laughs) What a title. I know, because he's just like, he annoys people so much. And I'm not particularly annoyed by him, so I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the Russian. And the thing that bothers me is that Kachanov isn't playing that hand. I'm just like, boo, that is your strength. Play that hand. Nah, I don't care about that trying job. to be cool and Chris Hems work. Too straight up. I like the I like the way that goes about his business. Oh my god. Um, you know who's another crazy one? Rublev. Oh, no, Rublev is going to choke somebody on court. I guarantee it. I hope someone thing. records it. Be <laughs> <laughs> the highest rated match ever. It better not be my fave. <laughs> I don't even care. Uh, it I won't mean, be your fave. Um, something <laughs> about a man who has a comb over who don't need a comb over. That's some crazy shit. That's a psycho. I can't yeah, you know what his face looks like at the moment. I'm so Yeah. Oh, my God. And talk about needing some sun. Rublev and Kel Edmund need to hang out in a tan and so Kyle Edmund's never going to Okay, stop. We but anyway. are, you've gone down an entirely different road. Rabbit, oh, anyway, so <laughs> as opposed oh, yeah. to the results that we... um, So in the past results, you know, my fave, Benoit Pair won Marrakesh. Oh, so he did? Yes, he did. Who did he win it against, though? Anyone that mattered? <laughs> It doesn't matter. The check still clears. I want to know who he beat. He's so unreliable. Who was it? I'll tell you, you in a second. You can't attack him for that. I can't. <laughs> I like how Janine is like, we don't usually care about the results. But when I tell you one result, it's just like, oh, you really care. I really care to know who he I don't beat. care. There's only he one. Beat I Pablo Andujar. In straight oh, that's six, a, two, six, that's three. A, that's a decent win. That's a decent win against a clay court player. For yeah. sure. Exactly. Um, we have a Chilean, so I guess we might have a Marcelo Rios inspire. Mm-hmm. Darren, don't know much about him, but he won Houston, which I'm so happy it was an American. People really like him. I think he was really known in the um, on the junior circuit. I think he might have actually won a junior title by beating um, Sasha. If I'm not, Ooh. I mean, these days we ain't beating Sasha. Oh, we'll talk about that later. I mean, that's my faves, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You gotta come for them too. Gotta come for them too. <laughs> so did you and, did you wa- did you watch any matches in uh, Monte Carlo though? For I the, did for the Fabio match. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I I watched the um. What was funny? I watched the um highlights because you know I'm not invested in the Rafa matches. Um, Ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, what was so funny about Fabio when I I kind of watched it, watched you know highlights and you know they have like long highlights mm-hmm. is that fabio was like motherfucker i don't give a shit it was like fabio just came on every time man like I watched you know it. usually rafa usually makes the other opponent work really hard yeah like he goes you into fabio was just like no 
it's not happening today. Well, it was just some know, lazy looking shot. They want the, he always, how Fabio always looks lazy. That's what kills me. <laughs> that is the charm. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that's the thing. First and foremost, like Fabio does not retreat behind the baseline, he doesn't. Oh. He works his way he forward, just stands up there, takes the ball so freak. Well, even earlier, I guess, but like now I was like watching him and I was like, wait a minute. Why does it look like Ralph is doing all the work? And exactly, I'm just gonna walk over here, hit the ball, walk over there. Exactly, not only that, but you've got to have some confidence when you're coming into that match, knowing that in recent history you've got some wins under your belt against Rafa. You know, I know Clay too, right? He looked like Fabio looked like he had the he had the time stone, and he was just. I happen to see a lot of I saw a lot of uh. Fabio's matches, mm -hmm. just his. It seemed like it was like whenever I turned my TV on, it seemed like he was playing. Yeah. He looked good and horrible all week. That's like he was so taped up. <laughs> it was like Vodvanska come to him in the night and like put this tape spell on him. Well, yeah, because um, he also looked a little bit. He was gingerly in the Rafa match. Yeah, like, uh, but you know, that's just the. <laughs> people need to get that match, study that shit because. Fabio beat Rafa's ass. And the only reason he didn't bagel him or breadstick him is because he choked. A little bit. Yes, yes, because he he was he did so for six love. Yes, he did. That in his own head, like he often does, and he choked. People need to watch that because Fabio plays Rafa like this all the time. He doesn't always come out on the winning end, but he does more than other people on clay recently. You know, like you guys said, Rafa was doing all the work, and Rafa was looking like I don't know what to do. Like he had that look on his face, like what is happening right now? Why is you not working? Well, that's exactly what it was. It was like he's looking at his box, like it's not working. My game is not working. Fabio's just standing there crushing the ball with easy power. He has such easy power, looking like here, bitch, go get that one. <laughs> yeah, and like go down the line. I mean, he was going down the line a lot. Like he just was very assured. I didn't, you know, I didn't expect. Well, Rafa had been sort of dodgy. Let's be honest, because um, Pretty Paya should have done that. He right. should have done that to Rafa because he was in a winning position, um, for winning position in each set, and just sort of like blanked and just went crazy. Mm -hmm. But the thing that, but you know what happened is that he started letting Rafa take control. Right. He was the one doing all the chasing and the running. I was like, Rafa loves that kind of play. Yep. Looping that ball all over and running you ragged from side to side. And then you thinking you're in control, but you're running. Mm -hmm. That is when I know it is over. And that was it. Like, I, yeah. he, he stepped in so well into the court and was really dictating points. And then midway through, it was like he realized, wait a minute, am I almost up? Am I almost gonna bagel Rafa? Am I right? Am I right, exactly. And it really, really, really and just kind of punked out and just kind of went fell back a little bit. But, but yeah, you know I, what? Not I, even Nole can do this. <laughs> honest to God, when I saw Fabio playing like that, 
I mean, I am a firm believer in Fabio. Honestly, I think he beats anybody when he shows up and he's in it um, because he doesn't have to, ex he doesn't expend a lot of energy in general. So when he shows up to play, he'll kick your ass. He can hang with anybody. And I think he really, 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 you know, gets that boost from having beaten Rafa on clay. Oh, yeah. And knowing you can do it. And knowing sure. he can do it. And mm -hmm. when I, when that match started, Mm -hmm. I mean, even when Rafa was making his comeback, when when Fabio was serving at Five Love, I was like, "He Rafa's not winning this. He's not. Because Fabio didn't have the meltdown that we always see. <laughs> even though he lost focus and let Rafa back in at that moment, he didn't have a meltdown. And I was like, Fabio's got this. Even when he, he had an injury timeout, I'm cracking up. And I'm like, why? And I, I so appreciated this. He's he's got an injury timeout. He's getting his feet, foot looked at or whatever. He told the cameraman, "Get away!" <laughs> and made him move. And I was like, "You know what? Good for you." Because they're so all up in there, like. And he was like, "Just go." <laughs> and I was like, "This dude is such an asshole." And that really is why I love him the best. <laughs> well, there was um. You can love him. I'm I'm appreciative of the fact that he beat Rafa. That's oh, that's good for me. Um. Yep. But no, listen, listen, listen. You be useful. Um. If you're going to be that by, be useful. Yeah. Uh, there was also some good matches. Pretty Pay has been doing really well. I think yes, he's he won. has been. He has, and, I, and then also Medvedev, I think. Medvedev is like won the most on clay. Is that what I'm seeing? What? <laughs> I know. Pretty Pay no, yeah. the most on clay. I think he's won. I mean, he's played, but you know, he played all through the, he played oh, in South America and now he's playing here. So I'm like, I, I might, might I see someone? Do something on clay this season? Somebody not Rafa Nadal? Rafa Nadal? That would be interesting. So, oh my God. What? If they can clear the way for Rafa, for, for Federer, I'm all for that. <laughs> no, I don't even, I don't care. If if Rafa doesn't win Roland Garros and Federer doesn't win Roland Garros, I'm fine with that. Oh, what? I don't want no actually. Oh, and I, I just want somebody. I mean, I'd be I want somebody new. I don't want any of them. Like, if of course, if I have to pick one of the three, I'm gonna pick Federer, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'd like a brand new winner. I think it'd be a great. new winner. Fuck yeah! Like seriously, no, no, Felix. Felix, six sets in a row. How do you say that name? Felix. Alu Asim Felix, <laughs> Felix is getting his ass kicked on clay though. Yeah, he is <laughs> lately. But no, I think it'd be fun. Listen, I'd be I'd I'd be happy to fit any of the next gen emerge. What like, I find so interesting that these men are trying to play clay with a hard court coach. No boo. No. What you get hard court When do we have different coaches for different courts? What are you talking about? Well, you're gonna need shut up. No, you, you, <laughs> you're gonna need somebody. Different because I mean, sometimes they have a little that? advisor, but they get advisors. Really? Okay, so I don't I mean I think I think what's been nice thus far on the men's side for Clay is that it's not the same story. You know, yes. I think Amen. But that's all it is. It's just like, but you know, I mean, I fully expect Rafa to work his and federation here to take up, you know, it is, hasn't it is, been here in two years. No, no, what, what I'm saying is that it's usually in the men's side, it's just it's it's the story has been like one of the two of the two are faltering, another one rise up, or yeah. two rising up. No, it's just like one isn't present and two not doing, two not performing. It's just yeah, like, like uh, no back, is he injured? 
Novak was um, suspect. Um, but you know what? I, I have to say, I'm not that worried about Novak because I, I feel like never, Novak, never I think because Novak. he's the biggest possum player ever. Exactly. And I think he's playing the long game. I don't think his game is necessarily fully there. But you know what's great about the slam? It doesn't have to be. You have plenty of time. You have yes, you got five well, Novak's game is going to beat most A games. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and, and the problem is that, like, for Fabio, people like Fabio, when they do get in that winning position, they're not, they don't have to take two sets. They have to take three. I know. That is always the problem. <laughs> but I think I think that Novak also recognizes, I mean, listen, he's been around the block a few times. How many times has he had a really nice dominant, dominant mm-hmm. season and then it all crashes and burn at the French? Many so I think, you know, listen, learn from that. You don't have, listen, remember in the summer, we were wondering if he was going to even like play Wimbledon and then he won Wimbledon, won the U.S. <laughs> Open. Asshole. And then one um Aussie. So I mean <laughs> I think he'll be okay if he gets a haircut. <laughs> I think he'll be okay because um that's just how Novak rolls. But um he's an although you know, although people are worried about him, I don't know why, but uh I never do. I, I don't worry about Novak. <laughs> I think he, he's made of stone. Um and uh, do we want to talk about the, I know you love Fabio, but I think it's okay that we can just see that Fabio won a match and we don't have to. Listen, what I let's be clear. What I love about Fabio is that he's a villain and he embraces it. He's an asshole and he embraces it. We know that, you know, I like it when they act like dumb little children on court. It's entertaining for me. And you get yeah. so much of that from him. That's what I like about Fabio. I mean, he he can play great tennis. He can play pretty tennis. He's a great um, at covering the entire court. You know, he's yeah. not a one-dimensional player by any means. He has a pretty game, but that isn't what I like at all. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Just, fact that this is the bitch is going to show up in the telenovela and sleep with your yeah. husband and break shit up. I'm being like, what? And, and she's going to fake a pregnancy. That's right. <laughs> and then he's gonna push her down the stairs. Exactly. And then he's gonna, right before she dies, say, but it was it, it wasn't true. Sign over your will, sign it, over everything. Yeah. I mean, that's Fabio. That's what I love about it. I mean, I don't have a, I mean, I don't I don't care for him that's either way. I think I, he's fine, but I just my thing about it is I find it really strange that when people win, the narrative about who they are has to change. Oh, it doesn't need to change. He's still an asshole forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's okay. It's almost like people have to like blend the two in their minds. Like if you're winning, you're a good person. Yeah, not so much. It's just really strange. Cause I'm like, it's okay. You can win. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe it's just the Wade matrix in which how tennis works. Because it, but 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 because remember, this rule only applies to certain people. It doesn't apply for everyone across the board. I mean, Fabio is a little dark on the color spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he's still Italian. I just saw I just saw a lot of people trying to sort of like re refurbish his image. Revise, don't do it. it, Revise his image, and he owns it. So do you know what I mean? Because next week you gonna fuck that shit all up. That's right. (laughs) Next week he'll be out in round one. Yeah, and kick some. (laughs) I need to say some stupid shit. Kick somebody. (laughs) Correct. And, and I will okay. tweet it out for all of you. <laughs> I just think it's okay. Like I, I don't need the rehabilitation. You know, it's kind of like when, like you know, like when Rafa wins a lot, people are like he should really win the Sportsman Award this year. I was like, it's okay. 
he can win yeah. and not necessarily be effective. I mean, he didn't do anything. He just did his job. But we're not giving this for doing your job. <laughs> this is not how it works. All right, let's move on. But anyway, so on to the ladies. Um, so Vika is seeming to get in her life together yes. and seeming to be, but she's not finishing the job though. She's not completed a tournament yet. She'll get there. She'll get there. I mean, she's struggling. Yeah, she's having a, she had a nice run in Stuttgart this Was it Stuttgart? Yeah, Stuttgart this week. Yeah, and she retired. She was retired against um, Kontavit in the semifinals. So Kontavit got two retirement. Mm, look at her. Like quarterfinal and semifinal. She ought to be nice and rested and fresh. I know. Watch her lose. Fresh to drag Petro, whoever else ended up in that final. Oh, Petro's about to win this. Yep. So there we go. So yeah. So what about um Madison Keys over Carol? I'm a little surprised by that. Are you? Come from Why Charlotte. do I have to say it again? I'll say I, it again. I Caroline mean, Wozniacki <laughs> cannot handle big hitters. The I, but here's the problem end. though. You don't need to handle a big hitter when it comes to Madison, Madison because she's gonna hit herself off the court. Generally, you do. I, I think do. I I, I think what I we're know. surprised about. <laughs> is that Maddie held it together and Carol couldn't like ninja yeah. her way around? Exactly. Got, I thought she was gonna she got be bad beaten. I thought she was gonna be Wiley Carol and get some, you know, get some traction in that match. But good hey, guess what though? What? Caroline Wozniacki is a Grand Slam winner. Just I wanted to put that out there because I tend to forget. So others <laughs> must as well. I think nobody forgot about that, and she won't let you forget about that anyway. You're just lazy. <laughs> just <No. it>. Because <laughs> this is all she's been waiting for, and she her wedding. Has it been well, over? Is she done? Is it done? No, I don't know. I don't care. Um, so <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, God. I mean, I have you ever seen either. a wedding and you just knew that wedding gonna be dry as hell? <laughs> oh, I bet it'll be fun. Stop it. No, mm -mm, mm -mm. you just know. gonna see that gonna be so dry, like you know what I mean? Oh god. I needed other what? people to tell me that Carol was getting married. I saw <laughs> I saw it all over my timeline, and I guess people only attended it to it because Serena was there at the but I was oh, like, it already happened. She did get married. I mean her bachelorette party, I think. Oh, Serena went. Happened. Yeah, they went, she went to that. And, and I mean, let me tell you how wild that bachelorette party was. Serena took her child. She, came. she knew what was up. Serious she right now? <laughs> Are you being serious? Yes, Alexis went there. No, she Olympia, yeah, she Olympia was there because oh. she knew that shit was going to be dry as hell. Okay, sorry, you win. She's, it's harmless. These are harmless ladies. What are they going to do? A wild night in Vegas? Come I on. I mean, they should. <laughs> Caroline wants me to Come on. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, let's have whipped cream. So what? Yeah, <laughs> you are horrible. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so Maddie might be back. We never know. Um, we'll I think she was dealing with some injury, some injury problems yeah. and coach issues, whatever. But Vika is looking well. But as, again, Vika retired in Stuttgart and she retired in um, the finals in Monterey against Muggs. So Muggs won a title. Good I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if we can say it's good for that because you know, you know kind of faded a little bit, faded a, a little bit, bit, a lot of it. Mm. But you know what? Her seasons are her seasons coming up soon, this right? Is typical um, for her though, she kind of wait till she gets Venus and then she's back on it. She's just like, oh yes, I know. Where is Venus? Have we seen her? No, I mean, oh, I was in St. Lucia recently. She was just feeling herself. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. man, my right, mama. Sure. She's getting rested and she's feeling the healing powers of the ocean waters. <laughs> yeah, y'all ain't know Venus going to retire this year, right? Yeah, I know that, right? 
I don't know. Listen, we've been retiring Venus for about four years. So oh, I don't know. I have not been retiring Venus for four years. Venus is retiring herself this year. No, I don't think so. She said she wants to play the Olympics. So I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, not this year, boo. <laughs> so stop firing well, her. She went okay. to the Olympics. She's got one more year. Anyway, some American girl and this mover one in Bogota. Did you yeah. just some American girl? I don't know her. I don't know these American ladies. I mean, you should though. She's she's a lovely little player, but I don't, you know, I don't watch this swing. I generally don't watch this swing that tightly. Um, but it was good to see her. After Miami and before they get to Europe, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that that little uh, you know, that little midway space where they have these cute little tournaments and these nice little locations, but I just don't I don't attend to them that much. I'm sorry. Um, work is usually too busy. But um, I'm really happy to see that Vika has proven us wrong. That fans, you can't see work. my face, but you should see who I'm giving that wink that 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 my <laughs> one of my eyes up when Andrea's talking about work is busy, so she can't the swing. It's like okay. Just sit better and play. I mean, and I, I don't get up in the morning for 10. It was too busy. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm giving you that side eye, like, girl. I'm like you, Janina. I'm like you. Janina be so busy sometimes, you can't talk to her. I don't even want to address that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what about the ladies thus far on the clay? Um, Just... You know what? It doesn't even matter. Where is Serena? <laughs> Where I is she? All you care about is <laughs> she hasn't played tennis in like two months. Are we going to well, do I mean, this again? Well, honestly, you can't really tell much for the women on clay until you really get to Europe. That's when you know. So in Charleston, Monterey, and Bog those things are like just to get some. Them, those are cash grabs in my mind. But when they get to like Stuttgart and then when they get to Madrid yeah. and Rome like in particular, that's where you see people who are in shape and who are like putting in the work on trying to the finishing pieces yeah. are there. So, I mean, there isn't much to say. The men have a better start, I think, on that. But because well, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's only one man playing clear, really. So. Well, I think some of the women are continuing good form. Like, I think Petra is continuing the good form. Yes, she's up five really well. Yep. And then, um, and I think our, our number one player on the women's side, um, Osaka. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she's not really known for clay, but is almost got herself, if she could have made it past these, um, what is this upper body injury she has? She says she never experienced anything like it since oh, I thought she said she had experienced something oh, similar. A boob hurt? Is that what that is? What is it? A boob is hurting? It's what upper body? I don't know what Stop that is. Stop it. Something in her abdominal area. And yeah. she couldn't lift her upper body. She was in yeah. too much pain. Oh, okay. You thought, why are you, oh, Jesus. Maybe that was what was effect, affecting her in the, um, in the match. That's why maybe she went silent and was even deadlier looking than she normally is. Um, maybe she was in pain. <laughs> yeah, that could have been she normally wow. <laughs> I mean, she, you know, everybody, you know, a few people were like, oh my God, she went into her Zen mode, which I had to like go, what? Zen mode. Okay. Um, it's like when you say samurai to you know, she, she's just very deadpan. I mean That's she's a word for her. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I can't remember. You know what? I'm tired of doing the impression, so I'm not going to say anything. You don't have to. Because oh <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what Real's going to say. No, <laughs> so. when you said that, it, remind, it reminded me of the very first season. Of, um, what's that show when they would stream people live on TV doing nothing? It was on Big CBS. Brother. Big Brother. The very first season of Big Brother, there was an Asian guy on there. 
And at one point in time, they were talking to him, and he's like, I'm just dead inside. says that about themselves but every time i see osaka i'm always like she's just dead in the eyes just dead, in the, really eyes. Just dead in the eyes but you know what's so funny there was a moment in the match um yesterday where she when she was breaking back um and was with, up, about to win and the commentator on tennis channel was like oh my god she made a noise that's so wonderful to see no oh they god. did not stop <laughs> Yes, he did. He was like, he was like, I can't tell how she's feeling because Rafa. Had, <laughs> it was like it was like she was a wall to him, and he was like, he had just seen Rafa celebrate winning the match like he had won the final, and he's like, oh, he's still excited about it. And then he's like, but look here, we can't tell what's going on in this Osaka. <laughs> you think, you think uh, this is the people like, uh, but the, the, one of the things I appreciate about Osaka is the very yeah. thing that people talk about, like you know, just like made up shit, whatever. What I appreciate about Osaka is that she's going to make a whole bunch of mistakes and she's just like, you know what, fuck it, done. Back in the zone. There is, a, And I know people like, she's really, I don't know if she's it's intentional and she's not really Serena. Of course, Serena is an, you know, is an entity. But she's trying to be that how Serena lazily make a tons of errors and then you know what, like, girl, get your shit together. She tries to do that same thing. Because there are many matches I've watched where it's just like, oh my God, this girl is just like a hot mess. And then all of a sudden she's just like playing tennis wall to wall and remain focused and in this quote unquote in the zone. So I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, what this clay season is going to do because she definitely has the energy. She's won the last two majors. So there's going to be that pressure on her. She has energy? Well, I'm I'm talking about energy at the party, but I'm talking about like when she's playing good tennis, there is a different kind of movement, you know, different type of like there's a quiet energy, I should say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She's but 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 when she gets messy, you know, she's not gonna be like a Petra on the court. She's not. But you know, but she's just as deadly. And that's what that's what counts. It's just getting the ball over the net and not hitting anything. Get hitting okay. your spot. So yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm so sorry. But she's not. But, but you're right. But you're right. In, but you are right. She's not going to bring you to the party, right? I mean, she's there's not no be... party there. But as long as she wins titles, that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, she's not there for my entertainment, nor yours. But um, for sure. But exactly. she's not even there for her own entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's falling asleep on herself, so I'm just saying, these are whole words. Sometimes in matches, she forgets that she's playing a match. And then <laughs> you she, know. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes I'm watching, and I was like, I think she went on, like, a mind-like bender where she, like, maybe went somewhere you know, thinking about her favorite show. Completely different. You know, I was thinking about something else happening. <laughs> And it's just I, mean, I would love to know what her hobbies are because I just seem to think that sometimes during matches she's thinking about like like let's say she's like knitting, like she's just like, oh my god, how do I make that stitch? Well, actually, you know what? I don't think that's that far off because you know those quirky those quirky interviews that they used to detail about her. She mm -hmm. thinks about all sorts of strange things in matches, which I'm sure most people do, right? They're like, oh my god, why? how's that episode going to end? And then she goes down like a whole rabbit hole thinking probably about Game of Thrones or something. And then through it, like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. <laughs> and, this if, might be and if you think Donna Vekic, who, who's serving oh. up five, 
<laughs> what? You know what I mean? <laughs> you have you still have time to come back in that exactly. <laughs> because Donna Becker just the kind of player gonna be like, look, she's really not gonna let me win this. She's really gonna let me win this match, right? All right, here we go. Let and me then... have 15 more minutes. Just 15 more minutes. Uh, this reminds me like when I was in school and this is way back in the day and I would have an exam when I was younger. Sometimes I'll be taking the exam and I cannot move forward because I don't remember what underwear I have on and I can't <laughs> move. Is this, is this for real or are you making this for up? Real, for real, for real. Like I'm like, I cannot do the next problem because I don't know what underwear I'm wearing and that needs to solve that problem first. So maybe that happens in tennis women high stress moment you know, you you're know going through this motion. Hey, I mean, it's possible. I'm going to suggest that you stop talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I think watching that, um, the end of that match was reminiscent of watching um, Vekic lose to um, your fave um, at the Washington Open final. It was a train wreck. I was like, get together, both of them. Were well, you know, I mean, this is really sad because, you know, Donna Vekic is one of those people who plays on confidence. And she really yeah. needs, and, and she's good enough to be, you know, like she's she's good enough to be doing a lot better and to be seated and to be, you know, like yeah. up there in the top 15. But, you know, it's matches like these she keep losing yeah, from a winning weird. position. Yeah. And it's really messy. Yeah, that was weird. Girl, don't take the Stanley route, okay? Don't take the Stanley route to success. No, but it was good. No. I mean, but you know what? I think it was good for, it was a good win for Osaka because she's not really known for her clay pop prowess and out of that match came the narrative that she has the ability to turn it on and dial and you know and come back like serena-esque i saw someone say so um are we ever gonna talk about her without a serena context ever i just wonder she she modeled her game after serena i mean like okay i'm just asking well, no, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I need to decontextualize her out of that, but I, I can't ever, I can't ever get by. It's but hard, right? I don't like, I just, I can't. It's been tainted. She's tainted forever. <gasps> no, 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 no. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Serena is in the sport longer than ordinary, right? And so it's, it's allowed for a generation and a half to be playing with her. If Serena was probably playing, her, was she even born yet? I mean, like somebody, you know, she probably couldn't have even played tennis. And it is fair to say that a lot of times tennis, people follow a sport, particularly tennis, by modeling another person, right? Yeah. Another player, whatever the case may be. So I'm not talking about when I contextualize her with Serena. I'm not talking about that infamous US Open um, situation. But it's something that she has said and her father has said. Like, they look up to the Williams sisters and she said, you know, like, I would not be here. I well, wouldn't be the person. They're navigating the whole. They, they're navigating the whole tennis tour using their models, using their coaches, using any, using some of their teammates. Um, you know, so I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it, it obviously does because if you look around and you 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 try to navigate a pretty white space, which is tennis, you would have to look at the people who came before you who had established ways right. of. And Steffi Graf, on the other hand, established a lot of a lot of women went into Eastern European women came into the sport because of Steffi Graf. They yeah, don't I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is um, I'm trying to say I think the race thing is huge. You you're navigating a very white sport, and so you need to figure out who are the people who are gonna who are capable of working with you, who are capable of like helping you feel comfortable in certain spaces. So I wouldn't, it'd be surprising if they weren't following the Serena model. And I'm sure her parents understand that. 
better than most. Yeah, because I am sure they probably get a very rude awakening and you know that's surprising when they turn around because they see themselves as black, but the tennis world don't really see them as black, black. Mm, wow. So they treat them kind of too. I mean, they're gonna, you know, you know those microaggressions gonna come at them in a different way. <laughs> as opposed well, to <laughs> they're friendlier microaggressions. They're mm. just gonna be the they're just gonna be the quiet. Exactly. Group. And they're gonna be aware of it too. And they're gonna be like, uh, that is not <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, but they're, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, but she's the number one player. Um, yeah. she looked good. So I hopefully she's got her, you know, whatever injuries. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's like Janina said, where are the Williams sisters? What's going on? Are they coming back? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think, I think, no. I knew you just say that for me to not retire people and you're here talking about like they're not I'm playing, like, man. So <laughs> when does um see is um is Serena on the entry list for Madrid? I hope so. But isn't she going to be in um what should we call it? Um the Met Gala. Yeah, the timing is weird. And I just would like to see where Venus is showing up. Venus doesn't, you know, she usually does show up in Rome though. So hopefully. We'd like to see you ladies on tour. I mean, according to Patrick, Venus or Serena's playing Rome, isn't she? That's what he said a while ago, but well, he said she was playing Fed Cup too. Exactly. Right? I was about to say that. <laughs> Patrick said a lot of things. Whether what Patrick is saying is true is another story. <laughs> Patrick said a lot of things, but not a lot of truthful things. And both things are true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in the end, she just had to make herself available for Fed Cup. And I guess Fed Cup happened as well. So Fed Cup um, happened and it was kind of exciting, I think. Some of the matches I paid attention every now and then. Um, people were making a lot of, you know, noise on my timeline. And then every now and then I'd turn on the TV and there'd be a Fed Cup match. So it looks like Australia versus Australia versus, versus what? France. Yes. In Australia, right? Which is funny because the headline on my Tennis Temple app was just like, enemies came together to save Francis, Tiki, <laughs> and Carol. <laughs> oh, like, my God. I think God, the only yeah. way that Benito is going to get a title is if he lets the ladies do it for him. So that's always good, too. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Deb, please talk check your girl right here. Y'all doing too much out here, okay? <laughs> let Benito breathe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Benito will never breathe again. But what I like is that he will, his, you know, that his fame will be only made possible by the wonderful friends. I mean, look, who no, remembers I, Brad Gilbert winning a title? That. Who remembers that? Look. The Frenchies can take, I hope the Frenchies can take the Aussies. I mean, that'd be real fun. I, I, think, I, I think they can take them out. I think they can. They got the, I think the doubles draw should be theirs. And really and truly, Gavalova is not a safe bet in any circumstance. Neither is Sam Stoser, and they keep putting her oh. in. Girl. <laughs> I mean, they have to have some name recognition. I mean, they try. I, I know. Barty said it best. She's like, oh, you know, we've got her in a good position. She should feel no pressure. I was like, have you met Sam? Right. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I was like, who did this? <laughs> Put that girl. And what I do not understand is that Sam Stosa was a brilliant doubles player. Like, brilliant. Yeah. We forget that about her, right? Yeah, I mean, it's how most of us met her as a doubles player. And I was just like, she's just trying to thing at singles, right? Girl makes a little cash. And then all of a sudden, she, <laughs> she left the singles working for that. She's like, 
Grand Slam and that was it. But no, um, yeah, poor thing. Oh my god, I forgot she was a Grand Slam winner, also. I know you blanked on it, didn't you? So did most people. It's been um, a while. <laughs> you can't take it from her, though. You can't take it from her cold. No. It, was, um, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. I know. Yes. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I think that'd be fun. And then I think the Brits, then it's the Brits versus what? Those are those are like regulation matches. Re regulation. Yeah, we, yeah, this, yeah, we ain't got time with these people. Oh, oh okay. Same, same thing. I mean, no, I mean, England out here trying to do whatever they could, you know, for Brexit, for whatever the case. I mean, they have a little joy. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. Conta did it. Conta came back for that team. They were real. Do you know the the benefit? Honest to goodness, though, the benefit of um having so many British people covering tennis. Is that they really force you to care about things that you probably normally wouldn't even pay attention mm. to? They're just all up on your timeline. Maybe Talking maybe that works for you, but for me, it's just an hour and a clock. I'm just like, y'all yeah, are doing the most for the least out here. It's not that serious. It really isn't. Yeah. And then all know, of a sudden, Judy is back for the no. No, Fed Cup was good for the US, you know. That team led themselves to glory. Madison Keys. No, Sloan. Sloan did the work this time. Sloan is making up all the shit. And so like and Sophia Hennon, right? That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> her. Look at Sloan. Look at Sloan getting a life together, you know, doing it for the team. <laughs> remember, remember back in the day, Sloan had the Osaka um Osaka reputation. What is she doing with her emotions on court? Slow was like a stosa, okay? It was just like, don't put her in. <laughs> Leave Sloan alone. She's not going to win this match. Let it go. But listen, Sloan turned it around. She's like, listen, I will take you all where I need to take you. Exactly. She was ready. And I, and I enjoyed that. I was happy for that. I was just like, you go, girl. <laughs> Time for you to be there. I mean, girl, you know what will be sexy for your crown? A me Olympic medal. Anyone. <laughs> You know what? I know it would be sexy for your crown. I mean, look, get that shit together. No. So I think that is all the result. I know Dominic team has the first set over Rafa. Mm -hmm. And let me see what is happening so far. I think Petra beat Kiki 6 1. Wow. And we're still, of course, an hour gone by. And we got three games going in the second set. So. <laughs> <laughs> this match could go for a while. I mean, I hope he, Rafa's gonna try to take it back, you know, win in the end. <laughs> I have to say, very to me that he is working harder than he has ever worked on clay. But boo, you're old there now. You're old, not yeah. Listen, if that's listen, if this is how long he had to wait to do that, that's okay. <laughs> we'll take it. We will take it. But anyway, moving on to the news. So whenever we were from tennis, a lot of shit always happened. So I think we got, uh, y'all could let me know if I'm wrong. You know, we got like two or three things to talk about. I mean, I ain't got time for Diva Dal talking about equal rights to male model. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> I just got to tell Rafa fans out here, look, y'all boy ain't smart. And he needs to do the required reading before he has any kind of conversation. No, I think he's right, though. I think he was right. He's like, why are you always on the equal, equal pay tip? 
are you worrying about that in other sports? Go talk about other sports. Well, <laughs> that is true. At that point, of, at that point, I would say it is true because I don't know why people in tennis think they can be having this conversation. They're not gonna give the woman less money. It's not gonna happen. You well, cannot unring that bell. You can't. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if they can ring, unring the bell, but I do think that there is a kind of damage the way that the the whole notion of equal pay is covered. First and foremost, you can't you can't compare different tournaments and different tournament stature and say, well, the women are getting paid this and the men are getting paid that. And it's like, it makes it seem like there's this one guy controlling the pool of money. And it's, that's not the case at all. And it's not. And oftentimes it has a lot to do with other things besides just like this visual that you want to create. It has to do with who's the sponsor, has to do with um, what the ranking points are and how much people are getting paid. I just, it just, it drives me nuts that like, I feel like there's like a disservice that's been done to equal pay conversations where it's like they, they get the guys to go on record about what they like or don't like. And then it's like, Rafa is responsible for equal pay. And I'm like, what? Nobody's responsible. <laughs> like, that's how, like, or he hates it. And I'm like, what is that story? Like, why aren't you interviewing the tournament director? Why aren't you interviewing the, the, the respective leaders of the, the, the tour? But that's what I mean. Like, why don't you sit down and talk to the tournament director? Interview the tournament director. Interview the president. Interview the person who runs the WTA right now, our favorite dude. And then, like, and ask him about the finer points of that, and let those be the talking points. I don't care if Rafa likes equal pay or not. I don't really care. Like, he's I, signing I, no check. I mean, that's what I don't. You know what I mean? And it's like sometimes getting people on the record. I'm like, I don't know. I've been really, I've really hated the whole let's get this on the record because it's kind of like gotcha journalism for me. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. know of it is like these I'm like people, they bring people and you're not in advancing the argument one way or the other. No, you're not information, nothing. Yeah, you because, villainize a particular player when you know these are institutional issues. So talk to the institutional leaders, talk to the people, talk to the person who is negotiating these contracts for WTA. They're separate tours. They are negotiating specific things for each tour. Like I don't, I don't understand that. Like, and it's the same thing that happened. And the like, ITF event at the Grand Slam is a single event. Yeah, and that's where a that single that's where organizing is. body is in charge of those event of those events. And that's so where the parity exists in terms of how people are paid. That's where the parity exists. But the other ones are totally different. And listen, I understand. We know that women do get paid less, but I feel like it's a disservice to the argument if you don't lay out why they're getting paid less, how and all of the facts exactly, and who is responsible for the having the conversations about it. I don't really care what the top 20 guys think about equal pay. Like, are they personally going in, in, into these negotiations and saying things for the, I don't, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Besides just get really mad at somebody who's supposed to be my favorite, but doesn't support equal pay. I don't get it. So I was like, fine with Rafa saying, get off my tit about that. <laughs> like, I really want <laughs> and, and 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 male models' lives matter too. <laughs> and, I mean, but you know what? Listen, say what you will, but it's a marketplace, right? And he understands mod women, female models make more money than male models because the marketplace can hold it. It doesn't make sense for us to talk about it like that. That's always been their language. It's like the marketplace can hold men getting paid more than women because people just care about men's tennis more. I don't know if that's really true, but I just, I just, 
I, I I'm fine with the players saying girl so. girl to set up this to, to set up that reality as you, you wanted for this discussion you have to set this up for all discussion you're not <laughs> having that type of discussion under any t- topic related to tennis it's just how they perform <laughs> journalism in tennis that's why I don't even think there are any real tennis journalists well, they do this know. every it is frustrating it's true I mean like it's let's be not honest. helpful it's not helpful it just gets people really riled up and it and it gets it, tennis it, traffic though yeah but it, it, gets, it focuses on the wrong thing like I don't I don't know I'm, but I'm mad at the people I, but I, and, and you know what I'm also mad at is people the public we're not demanding more we're not demanding better as soon as somebody tried to say you know like this is not a helpful narrative. This doesn't mean anything. People lose their goddamn shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they, they want to be right in their indignation and they're right in their outrage. But your outrage means nothing. Because like you I know what? Is I want a people... premier mandatory tournament, which is, I guess, the comparable level for a master's tournament, right? That's what it is. Right. That's what it would be. Like if you took a premier mandatory women's tournament. Like Madrid. Like Madrid. And I want you to talk through what is happening there in Madrid what, and ask them to rationalize why they pay the women less and why they pay the men more. What, what, how do they break that down? Because when you talk to the men about it, they are convinced that their revenue generation is more. And that is where they land on. But you can't argue about it. You can't talk about it. People just like, nobody says anything. And I was like, I'd like to be able to see that breakdown Rather than you going, hey, I'm going to trigger you all by telling you that women aren't getting paid the same as the men. Okay, we get that. Know that because we understand the percentage. Uh, the solution to this problem is to stop the men from playing best of five set at the majors. Shut the fuck up. And <laughs> like have a a I was like, <laughs> Y'all are stupid. Y'all are really, really stupid. So it's just a dumb argument. I can't, I can't. And Ooh. so I'm, I'm fine, Rafa. Like I said before, Rafa, keep that quote going, boo. Tell them you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I got things to say about these things, but I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. I mean, can I get a clip of that? Rafa uh, saying, yeah. I don't want to tell you. So that explain the context of that. <laughs> he was being asked about the was it Justin? Kim Justin yes. Was, yeah. Yes. And he was like, you know, I got some feelings on that. Of course, I'm human. I have feelings. I feel things. But guess what? You won't be hearing any of my feelings. <laughs> no. But to tell you, ah, uh, no, no, so, no. So where no. are we with the Justin story now? So where are we now? Where have we landed with it? Well. Catch us up. Let's just say it's another sunny day and it's another day to be wonderful and white in America. <laughs> and a man. Just the way it is. Because, I mean, <laughs> I just gotta hand it to. This is no, where no, I no. Tell, the background. Where are we now? No, no. Let, let, let's in terms of the background. So, yeah. where are we now? We're at a point where he, um, he played no contest. Yeah. After months of claiming, I didn't do this. I got <laughs> tape. I got witnesses. I got information. Well, say what the charges were. Um, felony yeah. assault. I yes, mean, felony. He, That's the important word there. Felony, I mean, like, motherfucker. I mean, basically, so after all of this, basically, he ended a no contest, which means that he gets to say, he doesn't get to acknowledge um, his actual part in the situation, but he doesn't get to deny it. He cannot deny it. That the, what, by the no contest, basically saying, you are not contesting 
the allegations against you, but you're just wishing not to go far with a trial to mm -hmm. have this litigated and have a jury hand down a sentence to you or a judge has down a sentence. And in lieu of this, um, you will ex you uh for your he is also liable for um days in jail, but the judge felt that you know, like, no, it would be he would be much more served if he had anger management and community service. Motherfucker jumped a man, jumped him, jumped him on Halloween while he was with his kid and wife. Like literally fucked this man up. And I do, I I'm not exaggerating question. on that point. I mean, like, reading that witness impact statement, I was like, the fuck is going on? Because this was unprovoked. And the judge said this. You cannot deny that this was unprovoked. To say yeah, anything just more other than this was unprovoked would be lying and childish. I think we just need to establish, though, that the what the legal what the legal charges were and in the end what the legal results were because there's lots of perceptions around it but in terms of in terms of the ATP making a decision about Justin's relationship with their organization they they said at the very outset that they were going to wait until the legal part of this took place not the court of public opinion they wanted to find out what the court decided so the court decided that he in fact was responsible Yes, he's without without any shadow of a doubt. He is fully okay. responsible for this. And if he continues to say that, the, the judge actually said, if you continue to be out here saying that you're not responsible and this didn't happen, I would haul your ass back in here and send you to jail. So he hasn't really said much along those lines, but, you know, his cheerleaders are out here doing the most. My God, I'm telling Janina you. Janina, what was your question? Oh, I mean, I just, I, I wonder... Listen, what happened was unacceptable no matter what, but I keep hearing over and over from all walks of life, you know, this happened in front of a child, this happened in front of a family. I mean, I just wonder if people would think that it was less bad if it didn't happen in front of a child. No, like I mean Because we really are focusing on that it always comes up in this conversation no one is talking about it without saying this happened in front of people especially a child well, no like, one talks about it and no it's not okay and yes children wait, live wait, what wait. they learn i get all that uh, that's not my that's not my point i just no, no, wonder no. if it just was something that happened in front of no one but he was still charged the same and everything would people have the same reaction? Think, Are people okay, having okay. a more I, negative reaction? I think you're right. I think I think the nature of the attack, the fact that it was unprovoked. Listen, if a, if a man got into, if, if Justin and this dude got into a fight, I think the characterization of it would be very different. It would be different. Like it, the likelihood of him picking a fight with Justin with a child in his in his care, in his immediate care, is very unlikely. And that's why I think people mention it. And also that. Justin didn't show any sort of like right. I don't listen. That's not what I'm uh, saying though. I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with that. I'm asking if it didn't so. happen that way, are people more likely to give him more of a pass than he's getting now? I think um, so. I, I wouldn't would. have, but I'm sure people would have made. I I, they would have characterized it as being that the guy may have provoked him. No, it has nothing to do with whether. I mean, part no, of it. I don't. Be, part of it would be the assumption that it's two adults. 
going right. around right. a second right. that would, It would have been a fight. It would have just been a fight. I right. think what makes this situation very different is that this man was going about his business with his family and Justin saw this moment as an as a moment to attack this person. Like, listen, he obviously had a historical battle with this guy. They've been going back and forth, right, in his mind, in his mind, because the guy says, I don't really know this kid. But, <laughs> um, you know, but but in Justin's mind, he's a villain. Right. And so if, for example, he had confronted him at that restaurant, like that first occasion in which the guy outlined in which they met right. and a fight had ensued in that scenario, I think it would be very different. But the idea that you wait, that you lay in wait for this person doing something with his family, the child is there. He's got to be holding his child's hand because they're going trick-or-treating. And then you saw this as an opportune moment to bum rush the guy and beat him while his while his wife and child watched. That creates a whole different scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just mano a mano. It's like you are... And you're a crazy person. You're a psychopath. You're psychopath. Exactly. That you are on some other level. And also I the think guy it, says it too, because the guy said he went back to trick-or-treating as if nothing had happened. Oh my God. Like, like the guy literally characterized it like you that. You know what? This is what this is something else that I wonder. And this is totally out of left field, but I'm gonna say it anyways. You know. People that behave in this way, especially when it's an athlete, it makes me wonder, what kind of drugs did you do during your time? Because that fucks with you. And we know that. And we know that performance-enhancing drugs do horrible things to your mental stability and levels of aggression. I well, just wonder. I, listen, I, we don't even have to claim any of those things because the actual act itself is egregious. I think the thing that's noteworthy is that I think the whole behavior, Justin's whole entire behavior around it just speaks to so much about his character. Yep. There's never been any, there's, listen, you make a mistake in public, you admit you're wrong. You say you're wrong. You acknowledge it. There's never been an attempt to apologize to this man and his wife. And, and his child. And that tells me that his brain function is off. Listen, no, I'm not giving him that excuse. My, nope, 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 I'm, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm, oh, I don't I'm, think it's an excuse. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that this is a privileged man who feels like it is his, he has the capacity to do what he wants, even if it is wrong. Because remember, that's what the man says in the victim statement. The victim statement, the man said he attacked him in front of his lawyer, not the man's lawyer, Justin's lawyer. And Justin's like, that's my lawyer. She's the most powerful lawyer. She exactly. can get out of anything. If exactly. anyone has ever spent any time around Justin Gimmelstab, you know that he walks around with this air of uh, cocky. Yeah. He He's an asshole. I mean, he just, he's one of those people that you look at and you think, that guy's an asshole, even if you don't know who he is. And then if you do know who he is and you see how he interacts with people, it just reinforces the fact that you think he's an asshole. He's very arrogant. Um, you know, you weren't really somebody that I would ever consider a superstar. And I have seen, um, I have been a casual watcher of fans that have gone up to him Um to ask for a photograph or um, an autograph and he'll do it, but he's not very gracious about it. And I'm just like, you ought to be glad that people even recognize your sorry ass. And this was years ago, but that's not who he is. I mean, 
his power lies. His power li doesn't line whether you like him as a fan. If that was the case, he would be off all the time. I think this is what's interesting to me about Justin is that Justin is a part of a very strong power base where he feels, in I mean, even in, even after the latest judgment by the courts, he was get given this puff piece in the New York Times, yep. which some people erroneously think that Ben wrote, but he didn't write it. It was written by somebody else. This puff piece where basically he declares that he is such a powerful person and he has so many connections that even though he has done this thing that is egregious, he still has power and he mm -hmm. still capacity to wield people that. do that all the time and you know it's not okay but people think like i've got connections so therefore i can get away with this i mean you see it in levels of um professional athletes who take advantage of of their stature in society but you see it in everyday life you know as well i mean i know people who um have certain professions and they think well Danina. Because of wait, because huh. of who, because of who I who I am, what my job title is, I can get away with certain things. Um, there is a perceived, there's a there's this perception that police officers and nurses work closely together because a lot of times they do when you work in an emergency room for per se or something like that, or if you are dating an officer, you know you get um that you'll get a special privilege if you get caught broken, breaking the law. And it works for a lot of people um, because they think that they are privileged in this way. But little things like that, I mean. But what's your point? What does it mean well, for you in this situation? People truly believe that they are exceptional. But they, they really do they have are. a right. I'm not they saying are. that it's true, but people, but it but does are. work. This is what I think is so interesting. And this is why I have to say I have not gotten in a lot of, I have not gotten in a lot of kerfuffle about it. There's been like a petition that's been rotating around, um, you know, trying to, I guess, get him removed from Tennis Channel or all this kind of stuff. And I just, there's a part of me that just finds the whole thing instructive more than emotionally triggering or any of those kinds of things. Like, I think there's a part, there's a part of me that really sees this as revealing so much about tennis and about its power base and about its power structure that I actually, I don't want to say I like watching it unfold, but I think it's so interesting. Well, it's interesting. Well, it's informative. It's informative. Yeah. You see where people stand. You get to see what people no, believe, no, where they think they where they think they sit also, in a power ranking situation. Like this doesn't apply to me in this way because listen, let's let's keep it real. It's what we do here. If this was an everyday Joe on the street and this man, a black man, goes up to some family and his child and beats the shit out of the dad and gets charged with a felony assault charge, they're people, not going to get a plea like, bargain. Throw him away. Lock him up. Yes. He, he may get a plea bargain. He may get a plea bargain because I'm not going to have somebody coming at me telling me that they're not going to get a plea bargain. You know what? Yeah, he will. But it's going to include jail he's time. Gonna have time. He's going to have jail it's time. It's going to include jail time. It's going to include probation. It's jail. not going to be community service. It is no. not. And anger management courses. I mean, and you know what? Dude, I'm going to so, take it a step further. So it was... If anger was, management courses are racialized. I can't. I can't believe people are telling black people to go take an anger management course. Well, I just don't see it. You know, I'll tell you something about anger management courses. They're bullshit. I used <laughs> I to work in an office that provided them 
for the community in their bullshit. Um, you don't come to anger management class once a week and talk about nothing and let that rehabilitate you. It doesn't work that way um, because you're not going to, first of all, be honest. Come on. We know that's a slap in the wrist. But here's the, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I, we don't even need to go into the real world. We can stick right here in tennis. We can stick right here in tennis and just randomly touch on a several different incident where someone didn't even touch someone. Someone just said something someone didn't like and how the calls for them to be removed from tennis altogether, asking them to get a psych. ATP told Nick Curios. I know. Psychological evaluation <laughs> before he comes back on tour. They sent him a letter telling him this. David Law just had an interview with Yanko Tipsarevich and he said, point blank period, I believe Nick Kyrgios has mental issues. Yes, he did. did. So easily. Tell me, if Stephen A. Smith attacks somebody, does he still have a job? Look, girl, does you he? don't even need to have you don't even have to touch the person. Stephen A. look, we had Jamel Hill, right? Well, I mean, right. I mean, she, called just, the she called the I president, she called the president and she got suspended. The thing is, no, listen. I think this, what I'm trying to say is, listen, we get that it's unfair for black and for black and brown people. We know that. But I think what this, for me, the most interesting thing about this moment is that Justin is perceived as powerful by so many people. And nobody is asking what is the base of his power. And why? And why? Nobody has, nobody has deconstructed that for me. I've seen all the reports and everybody wants me to react morally like everyone everyone wants to stir me up and sort of moral the base of his power is he's an ex-professional athlete and he's no, a white man no no that's not the base no, of his power no, the base of his power is first and foremost if you look at his family and the fact that his brother got charged dismissed and the, the fact brother that, did the that same the yes. brother did the same thing the brother yeah. killed someone and left the scene the brother killed a police officer he was being stopped for speeding and he felt like he didn't want to speed. He should not have been stopped. And he ran over the man and left the scene. And you and don't think this claimed... has to do with being a white male? In no, no. It's not just being a white male. What, what is it? What I'm they talking claim... about is power. Listen, remember, the other judge in Justin's case had to recuse herself because Justin knew her. This is not just one white dude. What I'm trying to say is this person has a web of relationships that no, I want to see a diagram and a chart of all of the connections. That's why Justin has power. This is why the players are looking to the other side. And this is the thing that I'm annoyed by because that's not being covered. Justin has power and connections to people who make decisions. That is why Martina is silent. That is why everyone else is silent. He, But some nobody's doing that deconstruction. I don't have time because I have another job, but somebody for whom this is their full-time job should have been doing this. I've been writing they about it. Be deconstructing the base of Justin's power. No, be John Wertheim, though. Not, no, but I'm just like everyone sitting around going, I want you to be morally outraged. I don't give a I don't really care. The moral outrage thing is annoying because it's obviously not equal. Because if this was Nick Curious, y'all would be stringing him up. So I don't really care about the moral outrage. What I'm trying to understand though is what is the base of Justin's power? But where does, does is it know? is it a is it a familial tie? Has he be. had these ties from he was young, or did yes. this stem yes. from yes. him? His attitude belies that, though. He's this, very well connected. This privilege is not just from my question is: 
did this come from his ability to reach places because he was a professional sure. athlete? But you know what? But he was or even, no. No, listen. Because that is, matters. It, listen, what matters is Justin's family is very wealthy and very well connected. So even though he was a subpar tennis player, he's still been able to navigate and negotiate in that space and develop a base of power, which is why he could they could softball him a New York Times piece, as well as Justin letting you know that even while he was entrenched in a court case, players turned to him for advice and he was able to succeed in getting someone kicked out of tennis in terms of Chris Kermode, which by the way, is the only reason why the British care. The British don't give a crap about ethics and morals or any of those things. I mean, I, mean listen, I can't, they're just mad about the fact that it's a power move that Chris Kermode, who was connected to Queens, which many people actually didn't even like when he transitioned. I remember that period and that was not great at the time. And so now the ousting of Chris Kermode is really the only reason why the Brits are taking a hard line on this. They would, they wouldn't. I don't. I honestly, cynically, don't believe they would care. And the moral outrage is, I'm giving it a side eye. But okay, whatever reason you care, fine. But I think what we all have to understand, though, is I. It was interesting to me that a judge had to recuse herself because she said she knew Justin. How many of us know judges? Well, I was uh, actually. One. Wait two, a minute. This judge, Hold on. The second judge. Wait, wait. This judge. In her own statement, I was like, um, or his statement, you read that victim impact statement. You know this motherfucker is going out claiming that he didn't do it. And you think it would be best served that he should get anger against anger, 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 anger. Exactly. I mean, it's just a class that's like assignment. Like, but I just I want to put something out there because I don't I I don't I don't sit in a place of any privilege in society where I live or anything. I actually know several judges. That's why I was asking the questions that I'm asking. Where do these connections come from? Because come I from personally, people. but I they personally know yeah. several. They and they come in, they in come the, con wait, the connections for me come from different places. Some That's are from right. work. Some are from but you what know. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you have does your does your connection to these judges that you know, will they facilitate if a family member of yours did 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 a crime that was egregious, will your connection to those judges allow you to negotiate better for your family member or no? Is it that kind of connection? Because that's what happened with his family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so what I'm asking you is if you can understand what that means. Why are people looking at Justin from a moral outrage angle? Why aren't they looking at the fact that tennis is a web of relationships? Exactly. And that you need to be unpacking the web of relationship. All I'm seeing is the villainization or the villain villainizing of one person, which is fine. He's a great villain. And maybe but this is why you're getting mad. I'm, I'm not getting mad. I'm getting a little annoyed that I keep getting cut off. That That is clear, I think. But I'm... Getting out from what? I asked you what your relationship was. Just because you say you know judges. and Well, and I was trying to say it. Let's not no, I'm just saying, I just want to ask another question. I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with any of it, but I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's smart to pretend that people in the everyday world don't have some of them connections. So I, really? yes, we have to dig, we have to dig is, 
dig what you're saying. Yeah, look into the web, look into all of that. But it probably goes even deeper than that. That's what I'm asking. Because but that's what I'm saying, Janina. That's the question. The question is, these players, and this is why I'm like annoyed, because these players are telling you that Justin is powerful. And all people are saying is, he shouldn't be powerful, and you should be able to say. But they're not saying why or how he became powerful. Yeah, and they're not talking about why the players think that Justin have their back. Like you cannot go to, just because you're morally outraged by Justin's actions, and you you want him to be gone so that you can pretend that tennis is a clean sport again. You need to look at why players trust him and what that's about. And instead of me, instead of getting up and telling players, you need to hate Justin today, when it when this person has been working behind the scenes in their minds for them against very powerful interests, which are tournaments, they're not mom and pop shops. I just, it's just like, to me, it's really simple. And it's really, um, it just denies the fact that these are systemic structures. In which Justin is a, a strong participant. And the fact that you think that if you pluck out Justin, that somehow cleans things up and Justin shouldn't be the face of the sport. Like, whatever. I don't care about that. You know what when, another problem might be? Maybe. I don't know. But it could be when when people benefit from other people's connections, they don't always know how that happens, and nor do they care. They just know that it does, right? Exactly. And how many times here have we talked about athletes not always being the brightest stars in the sky lots of them aren't geniuses i mean they are athletes and that's not to knock anybody but this is their job this is what they're good at it doesn't make them an einstein and all you know sometimes is that something's working for you but you don't know why so given that context do people even without being told specifically by someone like an andrine that maybe you ought to look into this a little bit better do they even think to do that I'm gonna say, hold on, sorry. Yeah, I'm no. just gonna say what. Go back when I when I mentioned that you were mad. I said, I, I what I was going to say is that one of the reasons I think you're probably mad about the, them mentioning the baby, him being with his child so often, is that that seemed to be distracting, because it, it's in a distracting element. And Andrew is right, and everybody should have been seeing this come because distracting. Every, what do you mean, like taking no, because, away from how what he did to this man? Yes, they're just using the baby as a moral, as, as a key yeah, to yeah, like to access the moral outrage. Like he did yeah. this in front of a child, but yeah. they're not looking at because here's the thing: if tennis is unable to cover this angle, a straight up black and white case, right? They are not. They, they are not they're able not to cover any kind of angle. They're not able to. We know this, but but you see, but no, but that <laughs> needs to be because because here's the thing. With yeah. other issues, people weren't connecting those dots. They weren't acting. They, we, could, we would talk about how tennis has failed to cover something and ask the appropriate question. Because here's the thing, and players are going to be very silly. I know you're going to say that they're athletes and whatever the case may be. They know the shit with Justin. Yeah, the fact know. that nobody is saying something, that is the problem. Martina gave a really fucked up statement. A fucked up statement. John Wertheim gave a real fucked up statement. Those kind of statements are coming from trying to make the best of a bad situation work better. It's a really ambiguous, even they they know what you're right, Andrean. It, it goes back to the there is a there is an issue here that we are all that they are overlooking. 
That well, are they overlooking something or are they protecting And why does it? Because here's the thing. They hold on to Justin. They're not dropping him at all. Justin should have been dropped ages ago. Yeah. He should have ages been dropped ago. immediately or at the very least put on some type of suspense. Why do you think, and then why do you think, why do you think, this is the thing, right? Because it should like, not even be. But, but, but we understand though. We understand. Listen, we know that when you do something wrong, if you know the boss, you're not going to get fired. And if you know the boss's boss, you're definitely not going to get fired. So the question people need to ask themselves, instead of going, oh, my God, how can tennis let Justin be here? Ask that question. Right. Who is Justin connected to? What do what do people perceive as his value here? Because realistically, for example, Pospisil had an accurate. It's so funny. Pospisil had an accurate reaction or not accurate, an honest reaction to Justin at the start of the week. He said, regardless of what happened, essentially, he said, regardless of what happened in terms of the outcome of the case, the players would be really fortunate to have Justin on their side. That is somebody letting you know that Justin has a powerful place in that space. Mm -hmm. What did people do? They attacked him. Instead of asking why, they thought Pospisil is not doing the right thing by having the right feeling. You should think of Justin as a villain. What if he's not a villain in the thing that matters to you the most? which is job security, job salaries, having someone who you think is powerful enough to go up against tournaments, which is how people perceive Justin. So but I, not only that. And also Justin is a pathological liar. So you know he's already spinned that story. To but it doesn't players. matter. It doesn't no, 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 matter. No, no. In, terms, in terms of, so that is changing. That is also adding to their favorable view of him. He's but, already put all the press junket marketing. Listen, it's like Janina asked. They don't care that Justin got in a fight. Justin got in a fight is proof of what they know about Justin, which is that he is a powerful person who can go to bat for them. And what about this, guys? What about, you know, when you see, um, you find out your neighbor killed somebody and yeah. you know them and you go, gosh, I never would have thought they would do that. So you, you knew them that. in a completely different capacity. But no, if you listen, people do things that, you know, personally, and you're like, I can't believe yeah, they would do that. Different. It doesn't yeah. happen every day, but it, well, you watch way too much murder <laughs> porn. So uh, you, you don't get to be a part of that. <laughs> it happens all the time. Can and you're like, can tell you, can we, can I give you guys a little bit of tennis news right now? Dominic team is serving for the match and is down love 30. Of course he is. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so let me just let you know, Dominic team is no Justin Gimbal's fault. But anyway. Um, but you know, like how often do we see that though? You go, God, I never would have imagined that that person, because you know them differently. You know them. It, it doesn't have to be something bad. It could yeah. be anything, but it's just, you wouldn't expect them to behave in a certain way, good or bad, because you know them. And we have to keep that in mind because I doubt, I don't, I mean, you I, they you, right? They, they do. They Exactly. And you see, you see one side. This is why I think it's really annoying when people are like, oh my God. I'm like, come on. You know, people who are assholes, but don't show you their assholeness or they show you it in a way that works in your benefit. So you don't think of that. You don't think of them as an asshole. Right. <laughs> I just, for me, it's like, we're covering Justin. Like it's a soap opera. As opposed to covering Justin like he's a power player. 
but not even that, but like he's a power player yes, in, a, in, a, yeah. in an organization that is struggling to find its power and its range right now. People are not covering, you should be covering this like it's a business issue, but they're covering it like it's some sort of um, gossip column. Oh well, my they're God. not covering it at all. It's just a, just a Twitter outrage, really. Twitter outrage. The policies and procedure handbooks for the tennis channel. I mean, I just, you know, started a new position. And if I represent my company in any negative way, there are repercussions for that, right? And it doesn't matter if it happens outside of work. I mean, that's pretty standard. Channel? That's pretty who owns, standard. Who owns Tennis Channel? Remember who owns? No, 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 no. Remember, remember, remember Sinclair? Yeah, what that's is, yeah. What yeah. is Sinclair? What is Sinclair? What has Sinclair been doing to other stations? It has been telling it to do exactly what. Right. Yes. And also, right. let us not forget um, one of the things that I've noticed in a reaction to this thing is that, uh, in our general trend, is that people are going to hold on to problematic people just to say, "I oh, fuck over the liberal and their exactly. PC culture." But they, also, they're not hold on to problematic people just to have that. I mean, they've elected someone for that same reason. But I mean, what I'm saying is there's a culture, there's a culture that Sinclair News or Sinclair at least supports in the way that it's cycling through news. The assumption that Justin is objectionable is um, probably not necessarily accurate. It may be objectionable for us, but in terms of how they conduct themselves, I don't see that that far. Right. I mean, the station right. that gave reporters things they wanted to say that was pro-Trumpian. Yep, and also and also non-disclosure and also um no compete clause that you can't go anywhere else. Exactly. So I'm not saying, you know what I mean? It's his behavior is not that far off from his actual employer. So well, for sure. But who wants, you know, to I mean, hell, most people can't even get a job if they have a felony charge. But you're protecting yours. <laughs> but hey, let us not underscore Andrean mentioned something and you know it <laughs> went under the radar. It must be noted, and it goes back to something you said, Janina. Team has Just, match point. Jan oh, oh you got down triple oh, break point. Love 40? Yes. Wow. Feeling himself. But um, Justin, is this this kind of attitude is beyond just tennis. Yeah. And it's, a it's everywhere. Situation. No, 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 no. It's beyond his world in tennis. Yeah. Because his brother killed a police officer. I know. That's some that's big walking. I mean, that is like I mean, the only other thing for you to do in America is kill a president and kill a police officer. You can walk away from that. And Dominic team is your winner. Rafa yeah, Nadal does him. not get his 12th Barcelona title. Good for him. Mm. On Rafa's court. Good for him. Oh but you know what's God. you know what's but you know what's noteworthy about this, guys? I think what's interesting, and this is the thing for me that's no that's also intriguing is where are the um where do you have the pushback against Justin? Cuz that's noteworthy too. The places the people who feel most comfortable pushing back from Justin are not places where his base of power lies. Right. Right. So it's Aussie the Aussies they feel fine going on record about against him. The Brits even, right? Even though even Wimbledon felt pretty comfortable saying, "Hey, he won't be invited at Wimbledon." That tells you that he has a like a nebulous relationship with power there, right? But the other spaces, the other spaces who are saying nothing, silent, silent. So the question is, what is the nature of his power? The power dynamics there. Listen, we have to remember the Yanko Tipsarevich interview, right? We should address that. But yeah, but I, I just find it funny that tennis literally yield so much. One of the things that he said about the players is the players don't think of themselves in a powerful way. 
They really yep. don't. And I think the way we're covering this issue also reveals that we're not thinking about tennis as power bases of, as, 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 at all. You're thinking about Justin as a singular individual, not as Justin as part of a web, right. a part of a web of support with all of the American, listen, all of these people ran for these positions as representatives. Those are powerful position, positions, right? But they took it upon themselves to run for those positions and secured that power base in the ATP council. Nobody else did that. So now everybody's like, oh my God, why is Justin there? Listen, Justin's been there for years, building up relationships, building up connections, doing the dirty labor that you all don't think is sexy, but it's totally off your radar. And so now everybody's like outraged, like, why is he still there? How is he there? You know that guy in the office who does all the extra work, who goes and meets the boss, who goes- Build up indispensability. You don't know how this works. You don't know how it works. And, and, and what is the one thing that we also have a guest on all the time? And he tells us that. What's the one thing our, um, our, our favorite tennis player who comes on um, from the ATP council tells us? Nobody has time to learn about this. Mm -hmm. Justin has spent the time learning about all of these pieces that go into this negotiation. So I just think it's really important for people to not push off on players who are not immediately willing to throw Justin out. Nobody, nobody does this labor. Nobody has the time or the interest in doing it. And he took the time and has done that. And the people think of him as an ally. So they're not going to throw him to the wolves. I don't care. I mean, I, I know it sounds weird and strange to take that position, but these are players who spend most of their time playing tennis. Right. For somebody who has done the labor in their minds to they don't they don't even they don't even look for the reading list, much as they even do the required. Well, reading. they don't even know they what don't. he's doing behind the scenes. They just see the result. And that's what yeah. we have to remember. So yeah. you can, you know, so for Rafa to say, I don't want to tell you, we don't really know what that means other than you know, it gives us a sound bite and something yep. to bitch about Rafa at. We have no idea what he tells these players as far as this is what I've done for you. Yeah, and what the players understand about what he's done because they remember, don't. They don't. Not know. all the players understand the workings of it. The or do they care? Yeah, really, because you know we all show up just for the check. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I just think that we have to have a little bit of compassion for the players instead of trying to get them to go on the record about hating Justin this week because you suddenly well, decided you need to hate him, even though he's been contemptible from for, for years. <laughs> I'm so, fine with they, people asking about what they think about it. I'm fine with people saying that they don't want to know because I've brought this up before. I'll bring it up again. You know, we have, we've all talked about it. Tennis mm -hmm. people think that they're friends with players and they're going to give, they're going to spill the tea. But in all reality, you know, journalism people, they, they, you should never as an athlete, they, you should never view them as your friend. Never. They're going to take your words and do what they want with them. So in some regard, Rafa's quite smart to say, I don't want to tell you exactly. because he may give you a very long detailed explanation that tells you all the nuances of his relationships with Bob or whoever he, he, but if he did, you, you really think that somebody's going to put all that out there? No. And you'd use it against them because basically Absolutely. What, you, what you want right now is you want pro and con, you want pros and cons for Justin. You don't want anything else. And you know what? That's why I'm saying the coverage of it is bullshit. 
Stop doing pro and con Justin and ask about the power here. And why would they want to give up somebody who has given them power? Why would they want to do that? Why? You know, do you, that's what I don't understand. Like the players think that Justin can get them more money against tournaments. That's all they care about. They don't care about the optics because if they cared about the optics, they would have gotten rid of Justin when he when he did all the negative things a long time ago. Dollar, they wouldn't even picked him. They wouldn't exactly. even been picked. <laughs> but I mean, you're also stuck because now for the first time, you actually have a bunch of people who are saying they're going to run against Justin, which I think is actually great because you know what? Finally, you all should have been turning your attention to these positions and paying attention all along. You should have been doing that. You know, but the other thing is those positions also tend to attract a certain type of person, right? Let me tell you something I've learned in the business world, that there are a bunch of mostly men who would look for the easiest load to lift and figure out where they can get the most power. Mm -hmm. It might not look like the big, sexy, powerful job like a Senate or yep. like a congressman or like the president or CEO of a, of a major five, Fortune 500 company. But there are a lot of other sectors running around in the world where you can go and you can you can eke out a huge power, power base and mm -hmm. be effective because you don't want to always be flashy. And Justin is one of those types. That's what he did. That's what he did. He just, I mean, because nobody would look to be tennis. You would probably figure to be the NBA yeah. or something like that. But no, tennis has a lot of crazy shit laying around. Um, it's almost like um, I'm gonna be dating myself a Superman two <laughs> when I think Richard Pryor or uh, Superman three, one of the, those the franchise. When you figure out, he said, um, like so, there's a bunch of pennies floating around in the world. Nobody's missing their pennies. Just but how about them. if I collect all those pennies? Justin has been accumulating power for years, doing a yep. job that nobody else wanted to do. And actually nobody does because I'm not even sure what his job is. Let me be but, clear on that. I mean, he's player the powerful part of it. Yeah. That's it. You, you don't know it. You don't know his right. job is to show it's up. Like, at the but you know who talks about it? Remember stacks. Stakowski says it. He says one of the reasons why the power, the players are always at a detriment is that the players don't have the time to learn everything. And by the time it, they learn it, they're up for reelection. That's right. right. And then someone you have else get that and someone and else also, gets it. Or, and also, you're not directly advocating to the board. You're giving your information to someone to Google talk on the you. board. But that's then someone is making all the difference. But then the thing is, you want someone who's been consistently there, and who has consistently been there? Justin. Justin. Been. And anyway. so, you you know what I mean? It's it's just I just think it's I just think we have to be really careful about just. We all know Justin's a villain. He always has been. He didn't just turn into a villain because he beat up some dude. He was always that person. But just because today he's a villain for you doesn't mean that you get to be, you get to judge these players who have encountered and interacted with Justin in a very particular way. I'll let that be the whole story. If you're going to talk about Justin, you got to talk about a whole job. Talk about, the, talk about all whole, of it. But you know what? You can't. You know why you can't? Because John Wertheim is employed by Tennis Channel. So he can't tell you that. And you know what I mean? And we don't know what's going on with the Christopher Clary's of the world and how their web works. So it's like you can't talk about the web of connection. The, they, well, and they, you know they, damn they, uh, well. They red light, they, they, they green light um, those puff pieces. Yeah. But let me just say, ladies, before we go any further, this is absolutely why we are the Roger Federer. <laughs> Stop it. No, we can't we are. ourselves. But it's just. Um, I can and I will. 
<laughs> we are brilliant. Janina, I love it. Janina and I went toe to toe there. That was great. But Janina, you're right. It, no, no, no. It's just, she's right. But it's just, it frustrates me because it's like, it, we make everything individual. And so we can never attack the power structures. <laughs> you, know, I've been, you know, I've been on this shit. Look, you know, work the thing. I'm a socialist. They're like, oh my God, like you're such a radical. And then I always remember Andrew is like, Andrean is exactly. Andrean's just like these English majors. God damn! It's just like, and I keep telling my co-workers. She calls you like, out on that bullshit, doesn't she? No, she's just like they're so radical. She's like, I don't understand what's wrong with these people. Like how? Because you know what? People don't do the required reading or the required critical analysis. They keep missing the real story here. And this is, yeah. but you know, this is tennis. This is tennis. This is tennis all the time. It. This you know tennis. what? The thing is, we have to pay attention to some of the stories that give us the, the nuance. Like, remember the agent who who um, molested that woman and was sitting in like a royal box at Wimbledon? I mean, yes. Do you know? It's just like we and and he didn't suffer any punishment, right? He just sort of quietly slid away. And it's like we <laughs> we just don't pay attention to the web. And I want a wonderful, diligent reporter. You want an independent tennis media, and girl, I want, I want the numbers to the lotto. I, mean, I don't even, but I want a ProPublica for sports. You know how ProPublica just yes. honest every yes. day. Yes, NPR ProPublica. That's what we want. Yeah, I want someone to put Justin at the center, and then I want you to draw a line to all. Somebody of needs to carry Mathis and this shit on a board. Yes, I want. Homeland you watchers will understand. <laughs> Andre, we gotta cut off Janine. We just gotta cut that shit off. You know, like we we just get this. (laughs) We are taping on a Saturday because the Game of Thrones people just putting it out there. No, we're not. Can I tell you what happens? You know what's so funny about this? So I have this. I have a nice job, and the one thing I think about this job that's been really interesting has been how it's exposed me to the web of connections Mm -hmm. in a world that I hadn't been a part of. And, you know, people think that folks are going to nine to five. It's not nine to five. It's the dinner parties. It's the birthday parties. Oh, women have been saying this all the time, right? It's the that, golf tournament. Exactly. Listen, I work in the medical field. I have to go to dinners. Yeah. The drug reps want to take you for happy hour. Yes. That's how this shit works. It's, it's and that's works. what Justin's doing. Justin's, yes. going, Justin's going to all the events. He knows all the people. I don't like it. I don't ever want to go. And they're you like, don't come on, you got to go. But you do it, right? Because if you want a power position, you do it. <laughs> you know, I called a drug rep for a question the other day, and they were in my office within 20 minutes. There you go. There you go. It, and so instead of us, like, always just, you know, I mean, I get it. Our faves. You know, there's like all of these people are in camps, you know, so everybody's feeling a certain way because because, you know, Novak's the leader of the the, the council. And so any if you if you ask he is so unhelpful in this process, let's be 100. But he he's, not, he's not unhelpful. You know why? Because just because he knows he used Justin to get rid of Chris Kermode so that they could move to Italy, which is whatever. This was something he had been out, he wanted us, he wanted out of London. So the question is you align yourself with whomever is gonna get you where you want to go. Oh, and by the way, did you read that thread? That thread said that he is being referred to as the chairman. Who is? Justin is. (laughs) See? He's already given the title, it seems like. That his lawyer referred to him. But that might just be. But you know what's interesting about it? What's interesting about it? Listen, this is what's so funny, right? Because it's like people can have you cheering for a villain. 
The thing you don't understand, and we don't understand, because I don't like Justin, whatever, but you have no idea what Justin could have promised and made possible for the players, right? Right. So this is a massive this is a massive challenge for these players because this is somebody that they have been supporting for years that has finally gotten to the place where they have wanted him to be. And now here comes boop, 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 boop. Here comes yes. he gets to be because if if he gets to be the place where they want him to be, right? Which is foreseeably the ATP president seat, right? The yep. ATP president seat is the swing vote, right? <laughs> because the tournaments and then the players rep, right? And yep. they usually go lock and step. It is he, I mean, like he's become the facto. What's that? What's the vice president called? <laughs> what is that vice president is called? You know, they look just as creepy and disgusting. Oh and, my you know, God. Yeah, that person. Yeah. He becomes that swing person, right? Yep. And if you know you have that person in your pocket all the time. Yeah. But players, let me tell you something. Justin gives me the vibe. I'm going to put on my Miss Marple hat. He ain't gonna play the game like how oh, y'all wanna play that game. Justin isn't it for his power and money base. But but so, but, but he's he's gonna it's gonna tip for tat. But so far he hasn't shown that side yet. No, but I mean, but it's a power move. He knows where his base of support comes from. If his base of support comes from the players, he's gonna be there. It doesn't come from the tournament. So what you're seeing is this is somebody who has worked their way up to the place where the players finally are gonna have somebody that they want. In that position that they... They're not going to let him fucking up with some little dweeb in their mind. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's how it looks, right? And I asked someone, I won't say who it was, off the record, somebody said that not only is this potentially about player um, money, but it's also about equal prize money. Because not everybody buys into equal prize money, just so you know that. Clearly. He's going to change the side and give them more money? Listen, that Nova, people don't remember these things. Novak Djokovic came out against equal prize money a year ago. A long time ago. The, the more issue. Novak he Djokovic came out very clearly against Very clearly. In the wrong fight, motherfucker. Y'all only getting 12.5%. Y'all last year should be out here fighting for 51 They don't care. We already know that. We already know that people don't pay attention to the whole pie. They pay attention to the, the other part of the pie that somebody else has. I'm just saying... What I think you're here trying to steal a crumb from the girl, you should be trying to get the whole fucking pie. You all are making 12 percent. Okay, 12 NBA players get 51 percent. I know it's a mess, but you see, so anyway, I just think what's interesting is that they have worked first of all, they should be pissed at Justin because he fucked them over. Because you have worked so hard and diligently to get this person in the right power play, and in the final moment, you're about to get screwed. And do you see who wants to run? The the person who has to run against Justin is Danny, who used to coach Andy Murray. Really? Oh, Danny. Um, well, he's cute. He's cute, but think about his base of support. He's a he's a bit shady, isn't he? But not just oh, shady. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's shady, but he think about man that sort of thing. They they want. I mean, like in certain jobs, you kind of need somebody who looks like they have a little bit of like. But think about his leverage. Oh, think about where his power base is. His his connection to Andy Murray is going to be mm-hmm. important. His connection to Grigor, who's whatever, but his uh, connection which to, means the, to the British. His, his also his connection also to the European side, which by the way, Justin is very American. So it's just like people need to look beyond. Like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a power move for the ATP Council, which is why they are letting you know that they have to sit down and talk about this because they are about to lose somebody through public 
discuss that actually could be somebody that was powerful for the players. That's going to be a difficult road for those players, which is what Pospisil said in the beginning of the week was the most truthful thing. But uh, y'all didn't want to hear that because you're like, Pospisil, you should be against him. But Pospisil told you the players think he's helpful to them. And so for people who've been lobbying about players for years who suddenly want to tell us, the players, what to do, good luck with that. And also, just to be honest, it's like Janina said, Justin's just one of many. That's how people, that's how, that's how people negotiate and get power in unjust systems, which they all are. So Justin's just like par for the course, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Janina, I want you to know that somebody said, you know, like, I don't like the fact that you have kids and you got family obligation, all that shit. They're like, your priorities is the podcast. Did somebody yeah. say that? They did not. But let's okay. So <laughs> that went in. But can we? I know that went in. Can we have like a final thing about the um the Yankovic service interview, which I thought was very well, actually I wanted to do that justice, and I don't know if we should probably do that for the next. Podcast I think we should save it because it 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 had a lot, and I want to talk it about it. it so yeah. I think that what we should do we is encourage do that, yeah. people to go listen to it, yeah. and then we can have a, a discussion with David everyone Ross, about it. Yes. you will never again pay attention write down the date because we don't tell you to go listen to other podcasts however <laughs> david law on the tennis podcast had a really amazing insightful interview with yanko tipsarevich well actually what is rare actually is the fact that someone took the time to actually sat down with a tennis player and speak to them for more than 10 minutes. It was really, yeah, it was long. It was good. Is, I think the only other place that has ever happened was with us. I mean, I'm not even trying to be crazy. Uh, but you know what I mean? That had a, well, not, I'm sure somebody has it, but you know, had a full tennis and this interview and it's not about puff bees. Like, oh my God, what's your favorite ice cream? Like, what are you doing days off? Like, you know, like. I mean, I like those too, by the way. I do like to know that about a player. I, I haven't seen you, and you know what? I would like it even more if I'm doing the questioning. Exactly. So. Well, I'm the thing is, though, about Yanko, um, it's problematic. He is problematic, but he will talk. Yeah, he is in a position where he knows a lot of things. He's been around a long time, but he's not in a position that where if he's going to say some things, it's going to get him in trouble. He yeah. says things that you're never going to get from a Rafa, a Roger, a Novak. Yeah. They're not even going to. Touch yeah, that's, that's so that's that's a good another good thing i mean that yeah just just go listen so, so that, is, make, that is that is the required reading for next podcast yeah we'll talk about that because i think you know i think it's i think he you know he hits on some really good points and i i think as we look at the fact that the atp tour is really going through a transition I think this Justin Tim, I'm calling Justin Timberlake, but they're both the same. Justin Timberlake, Justin Gimbalstab. I do think that I'm um, problematic, dude. But I do think this one. Um, I know. Remember that? Stand your But I mean, I do think that we have to really pay attention to this moment because I think it's a big deal for the sport. For it them, it could be a shifting point if people I, are smart and they play it right. This could be could. a huge, you know what, huge movement like, in tennis. If, if people pay attention, but people won't. Well, you know, I'm you know, I'm gonna sit back and watch. I'm not gonna call read, it one way or the other. What do you think, though, Janina? Like, what do you think? What do you think they should do with this moment? All it takes, all it's going to take, is for one person who 
we perceive as powerful, even though, as we just discussed, there are a lot of powerful people that we don't know shit about. But, you know, when we think of powerful tennis people, we think of powerful player names. And it is no secret that, you know, when Roger speaks, people listen. It is what it is. It's going to take for one of them players to question the structure. And then people will start looking into it because they're going to feel like it's their duty. I think that I think that what happened that will be a starting point. I think, I think it has, I think it has to come from without because you know tennis attempted and I put in quotation mark to try to have this discussion recently, but they're having the discussion based on one player with this um, conflict of interest, right? Because this this is bigger than is, that. But but this but this is this is quintessential what conflict of interest is. is. Yeah, this I is get what, that. This is shady bit, but I mean like. And tennis has, but tennis was ready and willing to write about the ten- conflict of interest regarding Roger, perceived around Roger Federer. But right? so, so I, I, like whole favoritism and whatever, and perceived. And we were all talking, well, they were trying to talk about roof gate and all this mess, right? Things that they think that are really, which, which could clearly be objectionable. But that's just lazy work. And I it think goes this back is bigger. Country, I think to, it's it, bigger. It has to be ProPublica. It has to be somebody from I the outside. I think it is bigger, but I, I think, think it's bigger. I think if I think if people continue to ask these players in the press room what they think about Justin, that's important. You can't say Rafa didn't answer, so I'm not going to answer the question anymore. You know what? Keep asking Rafa. Ask Roger. Ask Novak. Ask Serena. Ask every single person every time. And the sad part is we know that tennis doesn't work that way. It only works that way when they're asking stupid questions. But, I, I, but me, you have I, to keep the conversation she, she, going. That's See, I, and in my mind, I disagree entirely. I don't, I don't care. What I think is important, I don't care about what each individual player thinks because I think... I don't think we need to care about what they think either. But if you keep the conversation going, this is the, you got to play the long game. So if you keep asking, well, if you keep, if you keep asking Justin, but then you end up with a player rep who's actually turning. No, no, no. If you keep, listen, if you keep asking the question and nobody refuses to answer, then probably somebody from the outside, your ProPublica or whoever (laughs) is going to pick up on it and actually do the work. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think what's I think what's interesting at this point in time for for like I think Novak coming on board as president, I think Novak figured out that he had to use what was there, and I think he aligned himself. I believe people don't want to agree or disagree, whatever, but I do think he aligned himself with Justin because I think it was going to get him the end result they wanted, which was the removal of Chris Kermode, right? Which for them was just was you know a an important move for them to save themselves from having somebody who they thought was too tournament friendly. That might be very true. But I think what's interesting is, is how far they thought that Justin could take them and whether they're going to evaluate that he's gotten them as good as they could get. But right now the public attention on Justin is too strong and they might have to just tell him to go away for a bit. Right. I think they, the question is, because at this point in time, they just need Justin to recuse himself. The funny thing is they don't, that's the thing. It's like why the reason why the reporters are asking individual players is because they need the players to, to ratchet up enough negative attention so that Justin, it feels uncomfortable enough to leave because they know that behind the scenes, the players want to vote for Justin. And I mean, that's, that's unfortunate. Like that's what's going on. And so I just think it's really, 
I think it's fascinating to see how far they're going to let Justin go with them because I think he's taken them far in their minds. And I don't know if you can convince John Isner to go against Justin. I don't think you <laughs> And I don't think you can convince Sam Query to go against Justin. Why would they? I mean, they see the long they see the long game. The fans are upset about this moment, but the players right. have invested in this for longer. And well, if journalism actually did their damn job. <laughs> I, but I'm serious because you know what? I have the only time I ever hear a repeated question asked to several players in different, you know, settings is when it's a silly question. Yeah. You know, do it when it's serious. I mean, yeah. Ben put out a piece on Applebee's in <laughs> Cincinnati everybody. and he asked every single person that he was impressed with if they went there and they're yeah. like why does he keep doing this well he did it for a story do that every single time don't you know I mean like don't wait because that's how it's supposed wait. to that's how yeah. it works in other places they ask every single player you know what you're right they should have been covering the power moves of this for a while and I think I just think it's really it's funny that I mean Justin I mean, Justin, you stupid, dude. I know you feel it because you know you just messed up. Because they, they didn't see anything because they really believed his lies. Huh? They accepted his lies because they did, that's what this what's so pathological. Well, again, they went too around close and, to the players. Well, no, I mean they're close to they him. His lies are not they didn't, useful for them to accept it because he is an ally. It's useful for them to accept right. it. They didn't, they didn't even they didn't even do that investigate. They didn't even go to the kill rooms to even ask any kind of question about whatever the case. He just said, you know, they just like we're gonna respect him. And it's said, time for these him. are the people who are going to play in Saudi Arabia. You gotta stop thinking people are making moral oh my decisions. God. Yeah, these for sure. No, 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 I'm talking about the journalist. Moral decisions. But I'm just well, the, the journalist wouldn't even ask about that. I mean, come exactly. on. <laughs> the journalist wouldn't even do debate. There's fewer motherfuckers uh, and they won't ask. Listen, they anyway. won't ask about a fight? I mean, you know what? It's true. We, we've we seen. I mean, I think it's important. Listen, it's a tricky world. You know what I mean? The question is, you know, do you get rid of somebody that you think has gotten you to a, to a good place and you feel like is a power player? Um, public opinion be damned. Guess what? We've done that. We chose a president, public opinion be damned. So I think, people, you know, people, 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 look I what mean, you get in. <laughs> but you know what? But I think you don't understand. People are happy with what they're getting. I think we put people in too many boxes of good and bad. People are a mixture. And so people are negotiating with dodgy people to get the things they want and need. They want the psychological advantage over the financial one because I'm telling you, who, who's to say? Who's to say? How how are you to know? The players have been lobbying for more power for a very long time. They're finally on the, the 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 cusp of getting it in their mind. Yeah, just form a fucking union already. <laughs> I know. All right, wrap it up. Yeah. Anyway, so. well, remember, Djokovic wanted that, and y'all made fun. So, who's y'all? I didn't say that. You know, I'm all for unions. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, y'all got a nice, juicy podcast. Hey, we're sorry for being away for so long, but, you know, sometimes we need a breather. And, you know, like, I went to an... Anyway, I want to talk about the Eastern brunch because, you know, somebody... I'm on at the brunch promise to listen to the podcast. And listen, I we got to show up like Naomi Osaka. We can't always show up like her, okay? Oh, we got to show up enthusiastic. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and we're doing like Novak. We're saving all, saving all our love for the French. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you want us to be long and steady, but we can't. We gotta. We, we're just gonna peak. We have to peak at certain tournaments. That's how we're. That's how the podcast yeah. works. <laughs> anyway, okay. folks, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this thorough commentating about um, the Justin and all of the issues. Also, know that in the future, in the near future, Google Hangouts might be kicking us off, so we might not be uploading directly to YouTube. If you know of any suggestions, you tech savvy people out there of podcasting platforms that we can use where we can enjoy our live experience, because most of the ones that I've seen so far. And doesn't really allow us to have live experience. Oh, with so fans, which, which, yes, I know. Well, you know, I we just, can always convince you to put your face on YouTube, and we can always go live on YouTube alone. I mean, it's <laughs> an option, but you're gonna have to get over being. Why is your child taking over the mic? Why is your child taking over the mic? Like, oh my anyway. it was fun. It was a fun battle of opinions today. Oh, just wonderful. I hope you all listen. And comment below and spread the word. You know that oh, yes, we are the Roger Federer of tennis podcasts. We really are that good. It just means that we peak only in key moments, though. So that's bad. And we hit because you know usually last year, usually you and Clay, we're like, oh my god, we're back in the dirt. But you know what, Roger's coming back, so we're all excited and perky. And you know, we're ready to get dirty. We're from tennis. Tennis always does some shitty shit. Well, I mean, look, like, we're going to Madrid next. We're going to Madrid next. Yeah. And the thing to know about Madrid is I believe that is the final tournament for David Ferrer. Oh, oh I thought we were going to talk about that. Those hey, girls we'll have to, we'll have to come up with our, our best calf man moments. Yeah, we have to. We have to come up with something to honor Ferrer. We shall do a tribute. We should do a tribute the best way we can. Bite the tongue. Um, so and and we don't. Uh, know. Can I talk about the thirteen, the oh, and thirteen, uh, fourteen, fifteen record no. against Roger Federer? No, can I talk you cannot. About that? No, no, you cannot. Right. Say no, you know what? Because, because you know what? You know he's going to draw Federer and finally get his first win because Federer yeah, so zip played. it, zip it. <laughs> but why are you trying to um, jinx shit? Um, and anybody who's got the realty, could anybody tell us if Venus and Serena's coming back in Madrid too? <laughs> they never do. Yeah, oh if there's anything on the Justin Gilmore stuff that we have overlooked. Um, um, his stance, please don't drive, drop, run up. He in has stance, oh, yes, yeah, and some other crazy look. Don't, okay. don't, don't. I got all the time in the world for y'all. Don't even try his, today. His stands are looking at the other side, they don't mind the incident, they want, they want something else. It is true, anyway. it is true. Anyway. and I know. And I know and don't listen to people of color. So, oh my god, I gotta go. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me I'm wrong. Ciao, anime fans. This is a delicious podcast. I think it's too juicy. Else for you, Maya. For you, Dima. For you, Deb. It's all hair. And you see, we don't just talk about Federer. We just like Federer. Good night, Gina. Go and be a mom. Oh okay? my god. And Andre, go back and get some sleep. <laughs> Goodbye, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>